Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze, a podcast. Hi. Um, it's Mary also. I'm here also. Um, we were talking about season five, episode 10 of Friday Night Lights. There are only three episodes left. And if you can't tell, we can't wait. <laughs> it's just really hot. It's in here. hot. And like humid and hard to get excited about anything and we're besides like, our vodka sodas. We're old and life is hard. I was thinking about how fun it was that time we recorded at your cottage. That was fun. It was like, oh, to be young again. That, I feel like that was, I was young then. And that yeah. was only like two years ago. And I feel like, oh, I had a vitality about me. I, was, I didn't have under eye circles I simply did not I was like didn't care about half the things I care about now and everything was like very fine yeah I had like a um just like my whole life was ahead of me yeah and we like even dealt with like death on that on that trip and we like bounced back like really if anything like it was necessary to make us feel so alive maybe yeah so I definitely feel like I'm a shell of the person I was when we started this podcast although now that I have a tentative direction in my life true I do feel like slightly invigorated I feel like maybe um you know I'm never gonna be like rich or like fully happy but at least I'll be like dedicating my life to something I care about which True. feels good and then plus I'm gonna get my driver's license which if you don't know this cute fact about me <laughs> I don't have my driver's license and I expect everyone to be like oh my god like great like congratulations on getting your driver's license finally but everyone's just like why don't you have your driver's <laughs> license and I'm like we've already been through this it's my quirk it's yeah. a cute thing about me. I never needed it. Like, leave it alone. It is what it is. I know a lot of people that don't have their driver's license. I like, well, you think you do, but then when I try to bond with them and I'm like, oh my God, like, I know I just like never learned to drive. Lol. They're like, yeah, I learned to drive. And then I like lost my G2 and then I like didn't start over because I was away. And like, really, they do know how to drive. But like, I'm literally like a baby starting at square zero that's i've driven a car one time in a parking lot and that is too scary what i will say is that it'll be soups overwhelming for like the first like little bit of like actually driving Mm -hmm. that's one of those things where like you get like frustrated in a way you've never been frustrated before because it's just like so it's so much information. And you, it's one of those things that you have to fucking learn by someone telling you what to do. And Ew, it's like, I hate people. I hope my driver instructor is nice. I had to switch driving instructors. Yeah, I've heard a lot about <laughs> that. But Kevin, I'm going to the same place that Kevin went. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so if anyone is has any tips for an, a mature driving student, please let me know. Would love to know about anyone else. Um being an adult and feeling like they don't have room in their brain for a new skill. Yeah. This is, I think where, um, this is like what our podcast should have been from the beginning. Like crowdsourcing <laughs> life advice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those podcasts that exist like that, where it's just like unqualified people being like, let's vibe. And like, I'll help you if you help me. But I do think we benefited from the structure. Like, if we didn't have to <laughs> talk about a thing, would we have bothered? Probably not. No, it's true. That is something about me, for sure, is that if there's, like, a like a goal or I put something in my mind, even if it's, like, a fake goal, I will be like, oh, my God, I have to stick to that well, thing. Well, I am more like, what am I going to gain from it? You know? Like, if it's a goal, like, for example, a lot of people do, like, yoga videos at home. Mm-hmm. I like do half of one and I'm like, there's no one else fucking here. No one is going to know that I stopped doing it because I'm tired. Gotcha. 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 You know? So, but I mean that I know there's people listening. I know there's people who actually like listening to this. True. So that makes you want to do it and like stick to the structure. But if it was in a vacuum, it's too hot. (laughs) Bottom line, it's too hot. There's a bunch of other shit going on with us. 
but we're here to talk about season five, episode 10. Um, it's called Don't Go. And it the summary is an elite college football program attempts to lure a coach away from East Dillon. <laughs> is it luring? Like, it's really dramatic. Like, they're offering him a job. Like, it's normal. Vince vows to earn his spot back. Woo! Friends and family speak at Tim's parole hearing. Aww. East Dillon holds a fall sports banquet. Fun! That's a really accurate description. I'm not as, mad as at that. As far as all things go. Um, but they didn't mention what we're going to talk about first, which True. is um, Tammy's storyline, which... Right now seems like a blip, but as we know, it will become it's integral. Really, the most crucial <laughs> storyline of all of these. Um, yeah. So, um, if you recall, last time Tammy had some drama with Epic. Um, all we know at this point is that no one knows anything about Epic, and Tammy is trying to figure out. Like quick, quickly ask, like, does anybody know anything? Nobody knows anything. There's also a lot of teachers. Oh. Like, well, there's like a new bitch teacher in town. What is with these fucking teachers? Like everyone who works at the school is an asshole. Has an attitude problem for sure. <laughs> like that, I don't know, this like lady in glasses is like, yeah, the best thing we ever did was get rid of Epic. Epic. Like, and then just, oh, she was like, oh, if I'm going to join the homework club, I better get a helmet, which like kind of well, <laughs> like, like she tried. It. It's fine. Like, just chill. But so Tammy basically is like, we see her again, just trying to like do what's right for kids and not necessarily like what the budget dictates or like what you know, the curriculum dictates. Like, I feel a lot of teachers are very, like, over it. And so they go through the motions. They do what they need to. And then, like, get in, get out. And Tammy's, like, not about that. I liked when she said that if one more teacher joins the homework club, 10 more kids can get helped. Like, that really puts it in perspective. That's, like, how we live our life, though. Like, you know, if one person <laughs> makes a difference, like, you know, like, the... Yeah the outcome like it's extrapolated the like ripples yeah ripple effect exactly um but you know it's hard at this school there's not a lot of people that are willing to like go that extra mile and tammy is always like showing that she's that girl so levi is like yo tammy i signed you up for this conference to be a panelist on a, a conference a panel about like standardized testing and she, it's about college admission. Yeah, and her. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, the panel is about um like helping kids like get into college. Get into college. So she's like kind of like like she's like obviously shows that she's like kind of like thrilled by that little nod that mm -hmm. Levi was like. I, I love think, Levi this episode. I love his like little um friendship with, with Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. Like, amazing levi i think has always been cool he's just like the realist yes he I, just yeah he's always telling it like it is i wish there was more of him that he was like being developed along with the What's rest of the family people like yeah where's his wife or partner or children it's true like i feel like he um could have been more on this journey with us, but mm -hmm. alas, like he's just doing his own little thing and over there. There's only three episodes left, so don't get your hopes <laughs> up. They're all about Levi. Every oh last God, episode. I wish. The final episode is just like the whole season, but like Levi's perspective. <laughs> I would love that. Me too. Imagine Rashomon. all the deleted scenes are just Levi. Oh my God. Just Levi. Like what are the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> um, so Tammy like goes to this conference um, um and she meets a woman that um, we've never like a, seen before like a blowout oh yeah like she's like a, a fancy woman she's like important you get the sense that like she runs with these big kind of like education circles or mm -hmm. something and like she's met tammy before mm -hmm. and remembers who she is um, and she really reacts to Tammy in the crowd. Yeah. But I will say diverse panel, probably the most diverse panel I've ever seen. And it was a fake panel for a TV show. Yeah. Well, I mean, Friday Night Lights is nothing if not diverse. True. Um, but and Tammy does take the opportunity to shut down some like 
white dude oh who's God. just like Man-splaining going splaining on standardized about testing. standardized testing. He calls Timmy naive. Do you know what Timmy has been through? She's anything but that. Granted, yeah. she's had her moments, but I think because she's gone through all the things she's gone through, she's. But I don't think naive would still describe those moments. Maybe not. Like, if anything, she's like too hardened. <laughs> she's, um, yeah, she's, she's had, yeah, she's had some experiences now, and I think the like also the lady, um, met like knew her from West Dylan, so this is like an East Dylan Tammy, so she's a little bit like. Yeah, like harder. But basically, she kind of like shuts down this idiot who's, you know, um, monopolizing the panel and she gets the last word and lots of applause. Yeah, the crowd And people loves it. like um, doing the thing where they kind of like stick out their chin to <laughs> we're, agree. We're doing it to each other. You can't see, but yeah, it's But you accurate. know what I mean. Um, so that's kind of Tammy's whole story, but it really does kind of not seem that consequential, but it is. And we're also seeing her be able to like exercise her beliefs and what she stands for in a outside of East Dillon. Cause I think Levi is seeing like that she, what she's bringing to the table is super beneficial, but this environment is not welcoming it. Like imagine having a boss that cares about your professional development that much. Just <laughs> fucking imagine. This is why Levi is the best. He is the best. Yeah. So this gives Tammy a taste of like, Hey, like other people do believe in this. This isn't, yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a lost cause. Like, mm-hmm. so it's good. I know that we like ragged on Tammy for her, like, her, what is her background and like, how did she get here? Yeah, but, but she's smart. What, she's capable. What she wants for students is like what should happen for yeah, kids. She's correct. Yeah. And I love that it's like transitioned into like being like Connie Britton's cause too. Yeah. Like she speaks on like education panels and is like a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Maybe when like, she was doing this, she was like, wait a second. Maybe. Or maybe she was like researching it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. So yeah, Tammy to be continued. Yeah, TBC. Um, coach on the other hand so coach is also developing professionally (laughs) the difference is is that like people can't stop wanting coach and like thinking he's the shit and tammy's having like a hard time getting one person to listen to her it's weird like i don't know if we're gonna cut this out but it's weird how coach makes such a big show of i'm staying in east dylan and then like just to leave at the end of the season you know? Yeah, because he would have never anticipated why he why. would leave. Yeah, I guess so. Cause it's just it's weird. Because in his world, it's... Me. Yeah. Me, 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 I dictate me. what happens, yeah. we'll, which we'll talk about. So, like, yeah, Coach, um, we see, like, the opening is, like, he's having, like, a job interview slash, like, dinner. Like, schmooze. Yeah, we find out later that he's in Florida for this meeting. Yeah. He's meeting with whatever university has been sort of like we've been hearing about the last couple eps. I think it's called Shane state. Is that right? That sounds cool. Um, Shane. I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who cares? And it's fake anyway, buddy and Levi are freaked out because Florida is emailing, not emailing. That's insane. (laughs) They're literally mailing coach boxes of oranges that's as like, like a but they are emailing it to his <laughs> office like like why so... the frick did it end up yeah there and why was buddy there and why was levi there like was it emailed to levi's office like and not coaches like i don't know why maybe they just sent it to like east dylan and then it was like yeah, eric like, taylor at east yeah dylan. attention eric taylor. and then it just like ended up like on Levi's desk or something. So Buddy and Levi see this and they're like, oh damn, like you know that this means that he's being poached by Florida. Florida. And then they hatch a, a bunch of plans. Yeah, some schemes. To like, you know, really pull on Coach's heartstrings to get him to want to stay in East Dillon. So the main plan 
is that the upcoming athletic banquet, they're going to turn into a tribute to Coach Taylor. Right. Where each of the football players say what Coach Taylor means to them. It was definitely the most normal scheme that Buddy cooked up because he wanted to erect a statue of Coach. (laughs) Yeah, it was the most um, doable. (laughs) Um, So after the meeting, Coach, you know, Tammy wants to know because she's Tammy's always been about like leaving Dylan, even in the big, the first season when the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's always her, like been, only line is like, let's fucking get out of here. Isn't her as closets y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously we're back to this. Like this is something that Tammy has always been interested in. She's like, let's eat oranges <clears throat> by the pool, which amazing. I would do that. Yeah. So I think like you know, coach, um, moving there for work, they are basically like giving him some kind of accommodation or presenting him with accommodation options. So like there's this house they have like a brochure for or something that has like a pool and it's nice and they're sending them oranges. So like the fantasy starts like building for both of them to say like, damn, like it's a really good job. It's a good contract. Um, and like, plus this house is nice and it's perfect. Like it does seem really perfect. It seems like a really good. It seems a crazy to turn it down. It does seem crazy to turn it down. Like, it's not like he's doing something evil, but making a lot of money. And then like yeah. the boys have to come through there's and be like. There's really no downside. There's no downside. And it's weird. So like. Um, the radio is spreading all these rumors that coach is like taking meetings. The team like is asking coach, like, are you leaving? Yeah. Yada, there's yada, whisperings yada. in the team. They like full blown ask him like, are you leaving? Um, and he's debating the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Tammy wants to fucking go. She wants to go to Florida. Yeah. Why wouldn't she? Gracie doesn't really give a shit about real estate. Like, they try to talk to her about the house and the pool, and she just, like, doesn't really care. But I can see Gracie thriving in that Florida. child needs vitamin D. <laughs> she I've, needs to go outside? She needs to go outside. She um, needs to get out of the attic <laughs> and into the pool. <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile. Also in East Dillon. Um, we find out two things. One... Ornette is hot. Okay, the sweat <laughs> glistening on his shoulders. Yeah. I was like, imagine looking good when you sweated. Can never. He looked good. He looked because he has like no excess hair. Yeah, his like So he just turns into like a glistening like seal. Man. Yeah, and his beard was like really I feel like it has grown out or something. So like his beard looked good. He's swole, which I don't think we knew with like because he's so tall, you might think he's like just lanky. Yeah. But no. He's always wearing those like bowling shirts. Oh god. Not today. <laughs> Not today, Satan, which is like the most satanic shirt. <laughs> Um, so Ornette is hot and Vince lost the offer from Oklahoma state that Ornette has been like cooking up this whole time that yeah. caused the rift between Vince and coach and all the drama that happened and last episode. he was episode. so sure that yeah. he was right. Right. Um, and he's pissed. Yeah. He like literally throws his phone. Yeah. Which could not have been cheap in like 2000 and whatever. Oh, and it was probably like a, like a new flip phone. Well, it would have had to be because he just got out of jail. Yeah. It was either new or like very, very old. <laughs> <laughs> the only two options. Um, and I think Vince, we don't really see Vince get upset about this offer being lost. Like, he kind of, the team, he tells Luke or like Hastings tells Luke, like, yeah, Vince lost the offer. Yeah. But the, he doesn't get it as upset as Ornette does because I, Vince, because like. Because it comes down to like Ornette's pride, right? Exactly. So like in the moment where he finds out he doesn't, that Vince didn't get it, not only is he mad that Vince didn't get it, you can kind of sense that he's mad that coach was right and he was wrong. So it's like a little bit of his pride too. And Vince like is probably relieved by this kind of thing because it gives him an opening to get back in coach's good graces and back like 
But like Vince says, like he has another year, which I never really thought about. Like it's not do or die. No, right now. but that's why it's like so like like he really got wrapped up in it, and yeah. that's why you know it really all the stuff Coach was saying like this doesn't matter, and like they're not like this offer is like empty. Like it's because it's so they can go with whoever they want at yeah. this time. Um. After I think Vince's talk with his mom last episode, I think he's been like looking for and like losing Jess. Obviously, he's been looking for a way to get back on track. And this is like it. Um, and there's like all the fighting that was happening within the team is also gone. Like they seem to be a little bit more like stable of a unit. I think maybe because they all get to focus on Coach Taylor leaving. Yeah, so it brings so them they, all back together. Yeah. Because they're like, like hanging out and stuff after practice. Like, all the craziness that built up and came to a head, like, is gone now. Yeah. Um. So Ornette organizes, like, another meeting between an for a different school yeah but it's like weird and doesn't seem like above board they're at like a barbecue place that isn't like the typical barbecue place and there's a guy named glenn peppers misty peppers (laughs) glenn peppers is that will forte will forte was on parks and rec as the twilight oh yeah and just like the way he talks i'm just like yeah it is (laughs) handy okay so they're meeting in a restaurant with a man named Glenn Peppers and some other men who who cares what their names are. If it's not Glenn Peppers, I don't want to know about it's it. It's like Paul Onions. <laughs> you wouldn't get that. <laughs> um, okay, so Glenn Peppers. Okay, I need to like get snap Past into it. Glenn Peppers. Snap into it. Vince comes in to the meeting. And he just kind of like sees what's going on and clocks how sketchy it is and is like, no, thank you. Because he before had been like, yo, like it didn't work out. That's fine. Like, let's just go through coach because like, I feel like that is legit now. We've tried it this way. Let's do it. Let's do it with coach. And Arnett didn't want to hear it. Then he books this meeting and it kind of makes Vince mad because he's like, no, like, I don't don't want to be a part of this. So he just he leaves. They have a little bit of a fight and like kerfuffle and Ornette's able to like brush it off, you know. Oh, he has a paper to write. He has to go, whatever. Yeah. So then back at their house, he's, Ornette is still going on about this opportunity. There's a guy that they wanted. This is TMU again. There's a guy that they wanted and they, he, they can't have him anymore. So now it's like down to the wire. They're like looking for somebody. So this is like, we have to, it's do or die. And Vince is like, I don't care. Like I told you I wanted to do it through coach and like, this isn't happening. And then, Ornette pulls a really weird kind of dad card where he's kind of just like, like, listen to me, boy, or like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know, kind of like he's just everything's getting to him and it's not coming out great. And they're fighting. And when he's trying to be a cool person, he throws in this weird dad card. um, This is also the part where Vince's mom really it's the first time we see her kind of have anything negative to say to or about Ornette Mm -hmm. because she sees how this is like getting to Vince and affecting like his life like his um you know his football game and also just like he's not happy yeah like it fucked up he didn't start they lost the game Jess broke up with him it should be like an exciting, invigorating time for him, mm-hmm. but it's really not. So basically what she says is like, he needs you to be like a dad, not what not an, an agent. agent, which is Regina you know. comes through. She basically breaks up their argument and she's like, listen, this is not helpful. Yeah. And it's really, yeah. Like I said, it's really the first time she's ever stood up to Ornette mm-hmm. because she was kind of like in a honeymoon phase a little bit when yeah. he came out of jail because i'm sure he was like i'm sure he was really happy to see her but yeah he was also like it was like super trying to get back into her good dubby. graces a little bit and she was falling for it and i'm sure like he obviously is a good person but 
this is kind of where the facade starts to slip and like yeah, he's, for sure. he's a real person so like he's gonna have bad qualities yeah so this is where she can like be real with him and yeah say, like, get, and she's like obviously aware of everything that's happening like the last her last conversation with vince mm-hmm. like got him thinking about how to alter the path that he was like going down like she, she maybe thought that it could like uh you know blow up could have been avoided mm-hmm. but then it happened and she had to put a stop to it yeah yeah she's cool i love her like pretty much every mom on this show except for tammy is great <laughs> yeah i forgot that we we went through a hating tammy stint it's actually still not fixed because we don't know what's going on with julie so i'm not where is i'm julie? not ready to give tammy and coach like the benefit of the doubt now and be like oh everyone's back to being lit like no, their daughter is missing yeah she, as far i don't as know we where know. she fucking is there's no way she's back at school we so saw did her she drive away yeah we saw her drive away so she can't be in chicago maybe she fucking so, like is doing like a tour just driving around i mean goals like if she is like power to her imagine like your parents care about you like so little. little that you can just drive around america and they think that you're like at school it's so weird that like okay these kids are not adults so the fact that the school isn't like where's julie and like no university would be like that because you're supposed to just instantly be an adult when you're at university yeah when actually you're the biggest baby it's true like if you're not showing up to your classes no, no one, one is is checking you up could on be you dead you could be dead yeah a hundred percent you could be and like your dumbass friends are not going to be like oh she's not at class today she's probably sleeping no yeah they're gonna like she's oh yeah that's over. what that's what they will be like they're yeah. not going to be like oh no like the culture breeds a lot of bad things and People are too young to be like flung out into that world. Tammy wants to support every child. Except her own fucking child. I mean that, but also like accept them and then like literally like throw them out of the nest the minute that high school's over when actually they're two months older (laughs) when they get to university. It's really not good. It's not good. I was like looking through, trying to find like some stupid like information about like getting into university and like my student number and stuff yeah in my email and i was just like reading all the like acceptance emails and like setting up like housing and stuff for like my first year university and i was like just felt like so like tender towards my old self because you think in that moment that it's so good like everything i'm doing now like i'm like i'm on this is the rest of my life i'm but like i don't like i was like super like scared and excited and i was just like oh baby yeah i remember i was not even 18 i was still 17 and people like I had to keep being like, well, I'm 17, but I'm turning 18, like, in, like, fucking two weeks. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, that's really young. Yeah. So, Julie's missing. Um, Put her face on a milk carton. Did you listen to that episode of whatever it was that talked about how milk carton, like, didn't even work? I think it was, was criminal? criminal. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't put her face on a milk carton fine don't (laughs) um but anyway she's lost yeah so um vince is starting to think now like getting back on track like the gears are turning so this benefit for coach or not it's not a benefit for coach (laughs) coach fundraiser (laughs) what Um, is happening he goes to coach's office Mm. and says i want to start i'll do anything i'm ready daddy please daddy and coaches same old coach examining a sandwich gruff sandwich sandwich was it lots of lettuce i'm thinking just like a regular ass wonder bread sandwich and he's holding one half of like he took the sandwich apart and he's holding it in two hands when vince walks in and then he looks at it and puts it back together because vince is like are you busy (laughs) or something along those lines like do you have a moment and he's like yeah, like, no problem. Come on in. What was he looking for? He's like, did my wife not make my sandwich correctly? You know how people are, I was going to say, you know how dudes, but 
I don't know. You know, people are always fucking peeling shit out of their sandwiches. Like their mom makes them this like sandwich out of the goodness of their heart. And they're always peeling shit out of it. When I think of what a brat I was about my packed lunches, I want to die. I was never a brat. I was like so conscientious of a packed lunch because good for you. Because like my brother used to throw his lunch in the garbage and I would be like, what the heck? Like untouched food. He'd throw the whole thing in the garbage. I remember one time my mom made me a sandwich on a hot dog bun and she never heard the end of it. (laughs) I love hot dog buns. I think breads have specific purposes for a reason. Oh, and, and I, I don't think you should put on a hot like dog bun. cold cuts on a hot dog bun. Vince goes into his office. Coach is eating a sandwich. Vince is like, "I'm my head's back in the game. Yeah, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. Coach doesn't give him a lot of validation for him coming to this realization. He's basically like, well, you have to earn it. And it's about the team. It's not about you. Yeah, it's not like the Vince show. We're not, we don't play games to get guys in university. We play games like for the team and to like go to state. And Vince is like ready to receive this verbal beatdown. <laughs> he's like ready to receive whatever coach gives him. He's like, yeah, Daddy, he's, lay it on me. Yeah, he has, he knows now what daddy he needs to be loyal to. Uh-huh. He's made the mistake. You can't before. have two daddies. Got to make a choice. Um, and like maybe coach has beautiful, dark, fluttering eyelashes, but Ornette looks really good with the sun glistening on his skin. When you so have two hot daddies, you really have to like make a pros and cons list. Measure, <laughs> measure the decision. Yeah. But I guess Vince chose those eyelashes. I couldn't stop looking at them during the benefit. It was a close-up of his, like, eye squint the whole time. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then at the benefit, which is, you know, they're... It's It's like an athletic banquet that should be about the players, but thanks to the harebrained scheme. A fucking Buddy Garrity. um, Each of the players has to go in the line and say what Coach Taylor means to them. Which I was pretty struck by like how emotionally open they all were. It was honestly very sweet. Like I was not anticipating that at all. Especially because they show a couple like randoms that we don't know. Did you see that hot guy with the glasses? (laughs) No, but I I was too busy fucking looking at the taxidermy lion that was on stage. I didn't see that. It was a full lion. Where did Buddy get that? Taxidermied with like a lion's kind of like Penny draped over its back. That's crazy. It was weird. That sounds like it would cost $9,000. Because, like, you're not going to fucking stumble upon that at, like, a like an antique store. I bet you Buddy knows, like, some weirdo. Like, there are some trophy, trophy hunters. hunters and yeah. he was like, let me just have that on loan for one night. Yeah. Because, like, like, maybe it was literally Buddy's. I uh, the Buddy whole seems like he would go trophy. The hunting. whole trophy hunting thing flashed through my brain, and I was like, "How did I miss that? I was too focused on that one panther with glasses. I mean, lion. Oops." <laughs> and Vince, like, um, Tinker has a really cute speech. Luke has a really cute speech. Hastings has an even a little cute speech. He's like so cool, too cool for football. Yeah, but he loves it. And then we all think Vince is going to deliver this like heart shattering, emotional Well, moment. Coach Polly thinks Vince is going to tell him to fuck off, which is kind of like what the dramatic We're all kind is. of like waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, like what's he going to say? And then he's just like, um, Coach is the best. And then everyone's like, okay, like, but like, you know, like he meant, like it was like he, that said more than what else he could say. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Ornette was like, coach is leaving. He doesn't give a shit about you. Like, all this stuff. Um, Everyone's talking about how much coach changed their life. Vince knows this, but he's, like, apprehensive to give. He wants to give himself to coach, but he doesn't really want to give himself to coach because he doesn't want to be abandoned again by his daddy. I mean, it must be so hard. It's really tricky. Because his daddy might leave. That's the whole problem. Yeah. So he's like, I just gave myself to my daddy, but he's going to abandon me. So the banquet ends. Oh my God. When Buddy gives Gracie that little t-shirt. Buddy is doing the most to keep Coach Taylor and Dylan. Sweetie. (laughs) 
Buddy was stealing the show in a lot of yeah. We'll a get lot to of scenes it later, today. but he does a great job. Um, after the banquet, Coach is giving Tammy a neck rub. Okay, so he is saying the most boring stuff <laughs> <laughs> while he's drinking orange juice while he's massaging her about like like it's a three-year contract, like contract two-year extension but his voice is so <laughs> sexy but then he's like do you know what i want more than anything else in the world and i was like to fuck like he's gonna say like to make love to my wife and he's like i want to take the football team to state and i'm like Tammy's like vagina shrivels. <laughs> yeah. Or actually maybe like the she's opposite. Like, she's like, she's oh, like, you want to be a kingmaker? Yeah, you mold them. Everything is confusing to me in this scene because it's like sexy, but also it's extremely business. Yeah, like and also just the idea of like fully clothed massaging your wife on the bed is like sweet. And a little bit sexy, but like not. We that all sexy. know that they're just gonna turn around and yeah. go to sleep forever. Yeah, but I mean, I appreciate him like doing something nice for Tammy for in once in his life. Yeah, Vince shows up at Coach's door before the game, in like his little suit, his like pregame attire, and he gives the speech that he that wanted he to give to say the whole time. Um, about how coach changed his life, how he wouldn't, he didn't know where he'd be without him. Romeo, take me somewhere (laughs) we can be alone. Basically. Yeah. And coach Coach is gruff. Gruff. And this is where he receives it. Well, because he's like a, he's he's like, get, makes Vince get in the car. We're late. We got to go to football. And he's like, did I tell you you were starting tonight? And Vince is like, no. He literally made the decision to start Vince after he heard his fucking heartfelt speech. That's how Coach like shows his... I don't think he made the decision after. I think he literally made it in the split second that they I were getting in the car. I think he was always going to. I don't know. I feel like he needed like a sign. I guess it's impossible to say, but I think probably it would have like come out either way. Because, like, Luke just isn't as good. Well, we're not even going to talk about Luke. <laughs> yeah, we're just not going to talk about it. Just picture, like, sun-kissed lovers. And, I, and then, the like, one for, like, scene 40 minutes. That I wish would have been a thousand hours long was 40 seconds, and now I'm sad. Which one? When Tinker is, like, learning about pig showing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to kill that pig? I don't know. Do you kill a pig that you show? I don't think so. I think it's like the one time where fucking people treat dogs and pigs the same. Did, was Charlotte's web, is that true to life? (laughs) I don't remember a lot of Charlotte's web because it's the most traumatizing (laughs) book of all time. Don't read it. Don't (laughs) learn about it. Don't watch the movie. (laughs) But I know what you mean like a turkey that wins a prize turkey ribbon like do they the kill biggest it? turkey so like that means that they I should feel like if you want to kill turkeys then you should want to kill the biggest turkey i feel the like most meat. i feel like people that like the turkey or the pig or the cow is like their prize winner it's one of those sick situations where like this one gets to live forever oh and all God. its friends like die babe. literally like babe yeah you're you're like the elite like you're the elite cow like you're the one that i equate to my pet so you get to live kind of thing maybe but they love that pig and tinker loves that pig i don't think tinker would kill it i think tinker really just wants to show her off yeah like show off his girl (laughs) like Um, there's a lot yeah it's it goes against my beliefs in many ways, but I just love Tinker so much. And he's like such a good man. Yeah. Tinker um, was already so close to like just being there. But then that little bit of like camaraderie from the team and the little bit of like confidence he gained playing football and stuff like that just like solidified him as like number one. Yeah. Like he didn't need a lot of help, but that little nudge, it's just like, oh, like this is the kind of person that like was like could have been flourishing and now we see him like come to life yeah yeah he's great he's one of, i think maybe he, 
my fave of this season or the of all all the East Dillon seasons. Yeah. Just so good. A to, breath like, of fresh air whenever lives. he's like around. Yeah. Um so it's an away game. And they're like getting ready to guess board the bus. Yes. And they're walking to the bus, bus in the background. There's fanfare and but all. It's so weird that people have like signs. That I say, was like, going to say. Don't go coach. You're like, don't leave us daddy. The rumors are like just taken over the town. Yeah. And a reporter gets a hold of coach as he's walking to the bus. And she asks him the question, like, what's the probability of you leaving? There's all this shit going on. And he's like, I'm going to play this game. And then I'm going to come back from the game. And then I'm going to come back to East Dillon. And then I'm going to like stay in East Dillon. And then everyone the cheers. crowd goes wild. And Tammy's like, oh, great. Thank you for yeah. consulting me in this yeah, life like, decision. Surprise. And then even when she hugs him, she's like, great. Like, love it. Because she was imagining not having to live in fucking Dillon anymore. Yeah. Oh, there's a big siren happening. Another bomb, Ugh, probably. Maybe, Maybe there's like the a goose family, <laughs> family of back. geese crossing the street. Yeah, so this is like one of those things where it plays really well on TV because it's like dramatic and uplifting, and like we get a shocking surprise at the end of the episode. But if this was your real life and you were Tammy, you'd just be like, "WTF?" You like we literally talked about. Well, last time we last talked, night. you were not sure what was going to happen, and we were like just working things out. Since you last heard from us, um, what did we talk about? Traumatic high school memories, body image, medicinal herbs. You name it. We talked about it. But now we need to talk about (laughs) what the whole reason we're here to talk about is, is a man you like to call (laughs) Tim Riggins. I think we need to take this break to build up to the fact that after a whole season of Tim being pretty much gone. For us, it's been months. He's back and it was kind of shocking to see his face again. I screamed. It was shocking. And also because he looks like a really hot ghoul. He is Jim Jonesing. No, not Jim Jonesing. The other guy. David Koreshing. David Koresh. <laughs> so hard he is the palest of skin the darkest of hair and he is haunted truly like his like and also he's wearing like all white so it looks like he's been in like a mental health facility the whole thing is really eerie when we first see him because he's looking like he has dark circles under his eyes but his skin is so white like he hasn't seen the sun forever he's another one that needs to escape the attic and he is like looking out a window while people are talking to him and he's talking to them but not looking at them it's like very hannibal lecter like this whole thing just gave me inside everything just gave me like flashes of like serial killer like criminal or like like you have no idea what he's seen you know yeah because like we can sit here easily and be like oh he hasn't been gone that long it's just what like blah 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 but like every day is like probably a year to him yeah especially like i mean no one i mean prison's horrible we've been through it a million times no one should have to go there but to someone like tim who did a relatively minor infraction like to see the things he's probably seen is like really shocking to him yeah because even though he's tim riggins he still lived a pretty sheltered life in terms of you know what he's been exposed to in this small ass texas town so we learn from billy and the lawyer that tim is like up for parole Um, And he's eligible to get out early because of good behavior. Obviously, Tim's not out here starting riots. He's being chill. 
Yeah, he probably has gotten to like minimal amount of fights. Yeah, he's definitely keeping to himself. He's like like taking classes we heard. Yeah. Probably so reading a lot of books. All the Harry Potters. And definitely more. the Twilights. <laughs> um probably like Homer's Odyssey because that's how much time he has. Yeah, he the tried Canterbury Tales. <laughs> he tried to read The Fountainhead and then he was like this is bumming me this out lady more. sucks. <laughs> Um, so Billy's lawyers like to aid this process because he's already had good behavior. We want to hear from character witnesses to attest to Tim as a dude who we can like release from prison and he'll be fine. And Billy is like, whatever you need, whatever you want. My brother, I'm getting my brother out of prison. My heart breaks for Billy. He's so stressed Billy out. Billy went on a process. roller yeah. coaster this episode. He, cause as we know, the guilt is real for Billy and he's going to try anything and be very dedicated to doing right by Tim at to this point. To spring him loose. Um, so he also asks Coach, would you mind giving a character witness? You knew him you know, at the time when everyone knew Tim Riggins. Like, that's beneficial. And, and because Billy just happens to be in the room guilting Coach about leaving to the sunshine state. Buddy. Yes. <laughs> um, did we mention we drank, like, four vodka sodas we during our intermission? Are, it's a struggle right now. Um, so he happens to be in the room, and to, like, kind of prove something to Coach, he's like, yes, I'll be there, too, because you always stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, you stick together. Like yeah. this is a sense of community. Yeah. Like, and you basically like hint, hint, coach. Right. So, buddy, does it out of like a kind of spite? <laughs> <laughs> it comes from a weird place, but if you remember the love that Buddy has for like the Panthers of yeah. that heyday, this is it means a little bit more to him. Um. So Billy is practicing his speech that he has to give and it's like a good speech it's not very personal it's kind of cliche but like it's a well-written speech but two i like actually if i were billy i would have written the same kind of thing like what do these like texas parole exactly, board want to yeah. hear they want to hear that he's a stand-up citizen that, that he's, he's like an a american, patriotic american yeah. like get it um, but we're starting to see the stress really build in Billy because he's really hard on himself when he's like rehearsing his little speech and Mindy, a true superhero slash angel. She's been, we see her for like she's three seconds. Pregnant. She's never been more stressed out in her damn life. And she's doing the most keeping Billy even keeled. So she's trying to give him like, like telling him he's doing good. Like, this is really great. You're doing the right thing. He's too stressed to really hear her. Mm -hmm. um, and he like yells at her, which like rubbed me the wrong way at first. But then I was like, men, unsocialized. Emotions. Don't, emotions. They don't know what to do. Like with the whole thing we talked about a billion times. Dad, brother, to no brother, son, no brother. dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, like how mad can you be like, that's just the way he only knows how to how express to himself. And she like, she's like calming down a horse. Basically. She's like, come here. Like, it's okay. She's like, that was really good. Yeah. But yeah, she knows that he's, I don't know. It's kind of sounds problematic to be like, she knows he didn't mean to yell at her, but like she, they have you a good have marriage. They have a good partnership. Billy and Mindy. Yeah. And you have to know, yeah, like that's the humanity the behind this that he expresses his, you know, like his really deep and like scary emotions about like potentially getting his brother out of jail. Who his brother who went to jail for him? Yeah, this is like everything that you know he's repressed for his whole life probably is manifesting along with this stuff. Yeah, because not it's only bringing is he it out Tim's of the brother, woodwork. he's. He's Tim's dad for all intents and purposes. Yeah, for sure. So, like, yeah, there's just a lot of levels to this. Mm -hmm. um, so, and Becky's kind of there being Becky about it. Yeah, like, oh, like, is Tim Tim's getting, getting out of jail? Oh, God, oh. like, my boyfriend's coming back. Oh, wait, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. We roll around oh in the God, grass my other together. Boyfriend, my prison boyfriend. I'll wait for you. Ugh. Anyway. At the 
parole hearing. They're all there. This is where Tim is being a serial killer. And Billy is like being pretty positive about what's going to happen, the outcome of this. And Tim is like, I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's harsh. It's really rude. Like, I don't want Billy. He says, I don't want you to speak on behalf of me. And Billy says, well, someone needs to be the one to defend you. And Tim says, I don't want it to be you. Yeah. Essentially it's like, you've done enough. Yeah. Like you, I think he says you've done enough. You being here in my life has caused me to be in prison. It's not. And then like, I think someone says like, Oh, how bad could he screw it up? And Tim says, you'd be surprised. Right. Oh, it's chilling. And this is like a different Tim Riggins. Like, yes. (laughs) Like, this is not a Tim we've seen it's before. It's really, he's a creepy, freaked out Tim Riggins. And, but he's like, he's not freaked out. Like, we're freaked we're out. We're freaked out because he's, because he's so calm, like, deathly calm. Oh my God. It's, and like, just saying things that he would never say or even think. Because the Tim Riggins we know was really optimistic he was he was kind of happy-go-lucky in his own he was texas forever he was no regrets he was like yeah yeah, fly by the seat of your band and now he's like a million regrets yeah only regrets he's like tales from the crypt keeper (laughs) it's a lot so billy is really shook by this and when he's giving his character statement to the parole board he's shaking he's like like riddling through it he's like going a million miles an hour he can't he's like me when i have a phone interview his confidence is shaken um because he really thought he was gonna be like the big guy and like save the day and he feels really little right now um especially knowing that like Tim or coach and buddy are there to be like the character witnesses that Tim doesn't have a problem with. Right. So Billy is really stressed and scared. And he basically just like pleads to the, the panel being like, he's a good kid. Like he has a home with us. Yeah. He has a support system. We'll make sure that he doesn't get yeah. into trouble, but he's rattled. It is not the Billy that we saw. Previous. It's not the Billy that was teaching Luke how to like, Oh yeah, Get like the girl. Totally. Or like doing the like a warrior yeah. stomp or whatever. So then Coach does his character witness and it's amazing. It's perfect. Obviously. It's like nothing. He's a kingmaker. He uses the word <laughs> prodigious. He's like nothing. Like I'm the best person to judge a young man's character, yeah. which like we know. Yeah. And like those guys on the panel are like jizzing themselves to They're be like, in the presence Coach of Taylor, Coach Taylor. The Coach Taylor. They're like, will you be my daddy? I need a daddy. Everyone needs a daddy on this panel. Um, um, so and that's then, beautiful and fine. And then they're ready to wrap it. And Buddy's like, I'm also here to give a statement. I love like Taylor Kitsch's acting during Buddy's speech because at first he's like acting like, oh, fuck. Like this is going to Buddy's here. Like shit. It's going to turn it in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like why did he come here? He's going to say some shit about me because me and Lila, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but then by the end of it, he's like, he literally like smiles and nods to himself. And he was like, <laughs> this seals it. This good. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cause buddy is on one. About, he's kind of like good times. Like that's the kind of like, yeah, he's probably like lol Texas forever. It's definitely a little bit nostalgic. And then buddy is like, plus he has a full-time job with me. You can guarantee it. And Which, like that's pretty good. And, Buddy conveniently forgets how much he hated um, Tim and Lila dating. And he's like, he's my family. He dated my daughter for years. And I'm like, was it one summer or he, was like, it years? literally hated his guts <laughs> for like yeah. 10 years. So I think Tim is like a little bit like amused by the fact that Buddy really turned it out for this. Because that's yeah. not how Tim remembers their relationship. Yeah. And it's just like, it really is Buddy like proving a point to coach. To coach. But like in Tim's favor. It's, so funny but also like you feel a little bit of like you feel what Tim's feeling you feel what Buddy's feeling Mm -hmm. but then you're reminded of the fact that this is just spite coach and it's just like everything is perfect and Tim Riggins is here it's good writing it's good acting we've like ragged on the show before but like this is a really good (laughs) moment this one tiny scene at the end of season five (laughs) no it was good Um, Um, and then coach and Tim have like a teens 
of alone time after and Tim goes full notebook and he's like I wrote you Did every you day for letters? a year. Did you give my letters, coach? <laughs> Did you give my letters? I didn't realize that that was going on in the background. I guess no one knew. And did we ever see Coach visit him? So apparently Coach had visited him a few times. Yeah, but it's implied that, oh, he got the letters, but he's sorry he didn't visit more, which I think is what every prisoner probably hears at some point. I mean, who the Christ has time. It's really true. It's like one of the unfortunate realities of someone being in prison. They're like in the middle of nowhere. They isolate you. Unless you live in Milton. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's a prison right there. Yeah. So he is like, we feel the true. Another like facet of Tim's isolation is that coach, we didn't know he was reaching out to coach and coach didn't visit him as often as he wanted to. Can um, people in jail email I don't know. Because that seems like it would be a lot easier to reach out to people. I I doubt that Tim is like the level of elite good boy that he's allowed to have email after being in prison for like eight months. In like 2008. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Tim gets like led away in handcuffs at the end, which is like kind of traumatic. Yeah, so apparently it's going to take two weeks for the panel to make their decision. And it's also kind of interesting editing that when they're speaking about Tim, it's when Tammy's on the panel too. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, I mean, they're just like being like two panels. Why not? <laughs> two panels, both alike in dignity. <laughs> um, Who'd have thought a Shakespeare reference? Five vodkas deep. <laughs> Um, and then, so it's like a teensy cliffhanger. Cause we're like, Ooh, I don't know what's going to happen to Tim. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden Becky gets home from like placating Luke about not going to college because he wants to be a farmer or whatever. Oh, you boring. Bleh. Who cares? Um, and then she like comes in and sees a bunch of people. She doesn't know taking shots. Billy's taking a shot before he has to run out the door to, to coach like, the, job. the game. <laughs> and then she turns her head and Tim is there with a beer. Looking like the old Tim. My heart. He he has like his face is like shiny and happy. He's back in the Riggins house. He has the tiniest smile. A creep. A smile crept on his face. Yeah. And she's um, like. And she's a little like struck. I like that they're getting drunk with the lawyer. The lawyer is cool. Billy is a little bit aggressive with the lawyer and tells him like, "Keep your hands off my wife" or something. And everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. "Not a thing." Yeah. But yeah, the lawyer is celebrating alongside them. That's cute. And Becky is like the quintessential like girl who accidentally sees her crush in an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. And. You can read it on her face because she doesn't actually know what to do or say. She's like dumbstruck by the fact that he's like manifested himself in her living room. Yeah. Right after she was being so cutesy with Luke. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like. mm, (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Except like if you were with someone and someone you had a weird history with rolled in and they are Tim Riggins or look like Tim Riggins. Bye Luke. (laughs) Imagine having weird like sexual tension with a dude that looks like Tim Riggins. No. (laughs) You, you would be fucked up for the rest of your life. You could never, I'm sure she will be. Yeah. She'll never forget him. No. It'll, he will be like a mark on every relationship he's ever going to have the rest of her life. I guess that like puts into more context, like why Tyra is like still hung up on him. Right. Goes back to fucking him. Tim Riggins. Yes. You would be like, your life would be altered. And every person you're with, you were like, yeah, you're cool. And I love you when we're married and we have six kids. But are you Tim Riggins? Uh, that's no. A no. It's a no from me, dog. <laughs> It's a lot for Becky's tiny little self to deal with. Um, that's it. That's it. 
So I don't know what this episode's going to sound like when it's all stitched together, but... Well, right now I'm looking at an hour and 16 minutes, so not great, Bob. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that was too long. Oh, we can easily We're just going to export it and put it out on the internet for you. I think that would be fine. I mean, at this point... (laughs) Okay, so we're done talking but we just renewed our website so visit it if you've made it this far in the episode thanks bye